Welcome to the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast, your source for sport in the Ottawa Valley. My name's Noelle and I'm your host. Tune in on Tuesdays every other week as we interview local athletes, teams, coaches, sport organizations, and businesses who are continuing to empower and inspire the next generation of sport in our community. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Chantal, the founder and director of Boxing Without Barriers located in Ottawa. Boxing Without Barriers isn't your typical boxing program. It's a unique non-contact boxing program designed to empower and teach children, youth, adults, ages seven and up with physical, cognitive, or development disabilities, the sport of boxing. Their programs include classes that are designed for people with disabilities, as well as private training offered to all ages. But that's not all. Boxing Without Barriers also offers coaching courses, volunteer opportunities, and captivating workshops. Their specialized team of coaches believe that everyone has an inner champion, no matter their ability. They're passionate about teaching boxing and encourage athletes to have a healthy dose of fun while learning how to box. Join us today as we delve into the inspiring world of boxing without barriers and explore how they're redefining the boundaries of sport and fostering a sense of unity one punch at a time. Thanks so much, Chantal, for coming on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast today. I'm thrilled to have you here to tell us all about Boxing Without Barriers, the history and how it came about, as well as your programs, coaches and yourself. Thank you for having me. Very excited. Yes, I'm, I'm so glad we can have you. So I want to jump in a little bit. I would love to know more about Boxing Without Barriers. Uh, yeah, so we started in late 2018. We, we first started with uh, four pilot classes and uh like a lot of new programs they started very small our first class had uh i think four or five athletes who attended uh, but they grew a little bit at a time with each pilot and in the spring of 2019 we launched as a fully fledged program and we ran for about 10 months before uh the big shutdown and uh and we've been really lucky since since we were able to reopen. We've bounced back really well. Um, so we have a really thriving club and program now. And sport for for people with disabilities is scarce as it is. Um, and that's that's even a bigger problem in combat sports. Um, boxing has historically not been a very uh, accessible sport, you know, in the last maybe 30 or 40 years, it's, it's become more open to women and, uh, it's slowly and steadily kind of opening its doors. Um, so this is just one step to further the sport and, uh, and we just kind of figured why not do it and make this more accessible. And if you want something to be accessible, you, you have to do it. So, uh, so that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Yeah, no, you guys are doing great, honestly. Like, the idea behind this was incredible. You know, like you said, for the last 30 or 40 years, it's been, you know, not as accessible. And now, you know, you guys are kind of taking that step forward, um, pushing more into, like, female athletes as well as uh, people with disabilities. So this is great. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a success so far in our eyes. And it's it's a lot of fun and we've had 
small and large successes with our athletes along the way. So um, it, it's kind of as much as we, we hope for uh, with each step. Oh, well, that's great. Um, and you guys, so you guys are in Ottawa. Where do you guys, um, I guess, box out of? Do you guys have your own facility or? Uh, so right, we, we're partnered with uh, Beaver Boxing Club, which is uh, one of the oldest boxing clubs in Canada. And so that's where we run some of our programming out of. Um, we have a few other venues that we partner with to run some other classes. And, and then... We'll also go into schools or community centers um, to to run classes for groups that run out of those locations. Um, so right now we don't have one central facility, but uh, hopefully in the next few years that will be on the docket. That That's super exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. And now... Over the course of the last few years, has have there been many changes or additions to what you guys have been offering? Yeah, um, a lot of our programming has grown sort of organically, like as we see the needs and the gaps, trying to expand offerings to fill those. So as the capacity of our program has expanded, we've been able to add in some more programming. So like you mentioned, coaching courses, that was one of the first things that we added in uh, on top of our initial classes so that our coaches could develop in their own skills. And then coaches from other clubs or even other sports could also see ways that you can make adaptations and make your club or your sport more accessible. So we added those in. Last year, we added in paraboxing classes. So those are classes specifically for athletes with physical disabilities. Uh, and then most recently in the fall, so just this past September, we added a program called Boxing Libraries for Educators, which is uh, for, for school staff so that they can bring non-contact boxing safely into their phys ed programming or, you know, as an extracurricular and school staff can get training and resources and all the things they need to do that. Um, COVID prompted some virtual programming. So that was a, an expansion. So it's, it's really been just sort of as things come up, then we try to match it uh as as we can okay okay so when you kind of like you guys see the need and you're trying to fill that in different in different ways with different programming or course uh courses uh which is great you know you guys are kind of just uh, taking the steps as you go yeah we, we try to be uh very responsive to the community that we're working with so you know if if people who use wheelchairs, walkers, want a box, there's a class for you. If you are a teacher and you want to bring something new to your phys ed class, there's a resource for you. So uh, we, we try to make it as accessible as possible. That's amazing, though, you guys are doing that. 
Um, now, now with um, your programs um, being designed specifically for people with disabilities, how do you go about structuring the format of your classes uh, to tailor our, all participants? Because like, as you mentioned, you know, you run some pr programs at Beaver Boxing Club, you go into schools. How do you go about structuring all of those classes? Yeah, so the classes are designed so that modifications are as built in as possible. So a lot of the activities we do can be done in a large group, in a small group, they can be done one-on-one. -on -one, and that really allows us to work on individual goals because some athletes have goals of really developing their boxing skills and potentially looking at a competitive pathway and others are there for fitness and others are there for social skills. Um, so having the, the modifications inbuilt into the program is really helpful. Our coaches are really good at adjusting based on each person's goal, which is one of the main, I guess, um, objectives of our coaching courses and our volunteer training is how you can meet people where they currently are and scaffold them to their next level. So an example would be if we're doing some pad work, some hand pads in a small group, it's very easy to have one person who's working on generating power in their punches. One person might be working on throwing two or three punches in a row Another's learning how to hold pads. So a lot of our tools that we use and equipment that we use is is very easy to adjust on the spot. Okay, okay, which is great. And it just and and those coaches would, you know, have that knowledge to kind of, okay, we modify this, we change this based on their own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I, I did, you did mention something about, um, competition and I was just curious cause that was going to be my next question. Um, cause with all these programs and the classes being non-contact, how do you switch, I guess, into competition? It's very, I guess I would say standard, uh, that anyone who's starting boxing begins with no contact, you know, regardless of yeah. Level of disability, a like you you start with non-contact, right? Because you have to learn uh, the basics and the skills. So our group classes are all non-contact and you can learn all the skills and all the techniques without the stress of being punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so then there's a couple of options. And if an athlete does have competitive goals and wants to pursue that. There's a separate process that is overseen by a coach and they go through the same steps that any other boxer would, who's going to take a competition pathway. So you, you get cleared by a doctor and you register with Boxing Ontario and there's all these steps to the process and that's all overseen uh, by a coach. And, uh, if, if athletes are, are not interested in the contact piece, then that's also fine. And, and their pathway can remain non-contact and you can still 
learn all the skills and the techniques and everything that goes along with boxing. Which is great, which is great because, you know, there, there is some people that, you know, don't want to get punched in the face, they, but they want to yeah, learn. Yeah, which is totally fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it's, it, it's great that, you know, you give that opportunity for those who potentially might want to compete in the future. Um, given, you know, the time and as you mentioned, like, you know, as they learn, as they go through it, just like any other boxer. Um, you go through the, that process and then you kind of make that decision. But that's great that, you know, you offer both sides so that, you know, you appeal to, you know, different audiences, you know, different athletes, which is great. Yeah. And uh, we we try to highlight both of those pathways in in the spring. We're going to have our our second spring showcase and it's like a boxing show and it lets all of our athletes kind of have the spotlight and get in the ring and they determine how they want to show off their skills basically. So it could be some sparring with a coach. It could be some, some hand pads. It could be a uh, various, you know, they, they can choose from a variety of, of skills that they want to demonstrate, but they get the, the feeling and uh the glory i guess of getting in the ring oh but that that's so exciting though you know because they get to put all this training get to learn all these skills and then they have an opportunity to kind of jump in the ring and have that moment you know yeah so you're still getting the the end reward i guess if you want it um Oh, well, I, I love that. I love that you guys do that. It's kind of like, you know, here's a goal that you're aiming for. And, and that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. And now are, are all your programs run all year round? Uh, basically, yeah, the, the programs are laid out in eight week sessions. And those eight week sessions run, you know, more or less year round with the exception of, you know, breaks around the holidays and stuff. Um, okay. And then for those same classes that run in the eight week blocks, there's also single class registration. So people will sometimes, you know, if they're away for a majority of the summer, they can drop in for a class here or there. Um, and then, and then our other programs like private trainings or community classes, people can book those anytime. And, uh, so it's, it's really available year round. Yeah. That's great, though, because there's different options, right, depending on, you know, what meets their schedule, right, or what they can realistically uh, make happen, right? So that's great that there's different options for them. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and and now I, I'd really like to, um, I have a background in boxing, so I'm looking forward to, you know, diving into this with you. Um, like the benefits, I, I really want to provide kind of, you know, our listeners, the benefits that boxing provides your members with. So physical, social, cognitive, I would love to get into that. Yeah, um, I think that sort of the, thing that I say to people who are considering boxing or they're thinking for their child mm, boxing, I don't know. And there are, like you said, there's some physical benefits. There's the, like boxing is a hugely taxing sport um, in terms of 
cardiorespiratory fitness and your muscular strength and endurance and all those things. Cognitively, it, it takes a large amount of discipline to, to work that hard on a regular basis. And you have to be able to build in focus and coordination and motor skills. And it comes with all of those things. But I think that boxing benefits aren't kind of one thing and it can be whatever you want it to be or need it to be. So depending on what your goals are, especially for our athletes that are coming in with such a wide variety of goals in multiple areas of their lives, boxing can match up with whatever you want it to be. Some people come in with goals of uh, improving their, you know, their, their motor coordination. And we can work on that through boxing, moving your arms at the same time, and then moving your arms and your feet uh, or your arms and your legs doing different things at different times. And then other people come in with goals of meeting other people and expanding their social circle. And, and you can meet that goal through boxing. So uh, I, I really think it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you because it is something um, I feel like a lot of people don't realize they see boxing as like this uh, contact sport. You know, it's very dangerous. But when you look at it and you pick it apart or you go into it in a recreational sense, it's really beneficial. Like you mentioned, right, the motor skills, coordination, all these things, you know, you're pushing more than just your physical aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot that comes with it, um, which is great. And, you know, for all your members that are coming in, you know, they get to, like you said, they can kind of choose what they really want to improve on. And boxing is one of those sports that you can tailor, as you mentioned, you can modify um, to meet that person's goals or meet their needs that they're looking to get, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, you get, you know, despite working on whatever the goals are, you get those side effects of physical fitness and cognitive um you know, challenging your cognition. And even just for some of our boxers, remembering the names of the punches and then eventually working towards naming a combination. So like three or four punches in a row and, and the social skills that come with working in a large group and working as a team and supporting teammates and the, yeah, the benefits are just extensive. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we could go on all day. <laughs> yeah, you could, right? <laughs> And now getting into like um, coaching, do you have specific requirements that coaches need to attain to be a coach? I know you were mentioning you guys do the courses. Um, yeah, we do the courses, but I, I really think that the best way to do it is to come and see and try and work with other experienced coaches and try things and screw them up and then try it again a different way. Um, so I, I guess in, in terms of actual, you know, paperwork or certifications for our coaches, everyone who's over 18 gets a, a vulnerable sector screening. So a, a level three police check. Um, and then we, we abide by, or, you know, follow the responsible coaching movement, which is, recommendations from the coaching association of Canada 
And that includes how to go about background screening and ethics training and all of those things for coaches. Um, so all of our senior coaches or a coach who can can run a class has to have their first aid CPR. They have to be registered with Boxing Ontario. And then, of course, they have to have substantial experience in our program. And then we also have a number of assistant coaches, volunteers, interns, placement students from the universities, and they are supervised by other coaches and they work in a mentor-mentee role so that they can learn from experience, learn from observation, try things in a very step-by-step manner in a positive environment that's supportive of making mistakes and then trying again. And that's how I like to get newer coaches their experience. Yeah. And I guess I, you know, that kind of how you mentioned before, you know, kind of get in there, see what works, see what doesn't, um, and really put them in that situation. And even like you were mentioning, like mentoring, you know, and, and having another coach there that can kind of, you know, help them as they're learning, uh, teach them different things is great, you know, than just being thrown into something new, having uh, those experienced coaches there to kind of, you know, help everybody grow, right? Because that's really what, you know, as a coach, you just want to give more to other people so that other people can continue um, teaching. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the things that are necessary for being a good coach are not even things that you might think of when you're first starting to coach or they're not things that are very outwardly visible, I guess. So things like how do you, how do you get the attention of a group or how do you manage behavior when you have a a group of different ages? And um, so, so lots of small things like that are the ones that, someone new to coaching might not even think about when they're planning something. And and that's where I think it is really helpful to have an experienced coach there who can kind of fill the small gaps as they get their experience. Yeah. And that, and that's so true because learning how to lead a class comes with experience. I feel, you know, so having that person there that has done it, you know, can make sure things are moving accordingly um, and not getting out of hand, but also giving that person an opportunity to learn their own skills and learn how to better lead or deal with situations that arise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's great. It's great what you guys are doing, you know, pulling in all these coaches and teaching them all these things on top of, you know, allowing people to box um, and being inclusive to everybody, like, like that's, um, and I, I am curious too, I know we discussed kind of, I know you mentioned, uh, next spring, what you guys have planned, but I would like to know how this past year was, was there any, um, big events that happened this year or exciting moments that you'd like to share? Yeah, we've had a few. Um, yeah, so the, the spring showcase, our first one was March of, yeah, this year, 2023, uh, which was a big deal for us. It was our first event, I guess, our first show. Um, we also had 
one of our athletes have his first boxing match and he was the first athlete with a disability to be featured on a boxing Ontario event. So he was at one of Beaver boxing's club shows and one of our athletes who had been training and sparring and working really hard for over a year to get to this point, he, uh, he got in the ring and he had his first match and it was a first for Ontario, uh, as far as I know, which was a, a really big deal. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was definitely something to watch. Um, and then, you know, that was a particularly, uh, big milestone, but athletes have their own milestones. And when they tell me about how they're talking about boxing at school and, their peers at school have questions about it and you can tell they feel really, they just feel so confident and, and they're like glowing when they talk about it because it's really cool to say that you're a boxer and it's a very unique thing for them. Um, and it's empowering in other areas of their life. So I have one athlete who he, he gets a lot of needles. He has a, a bunch of medical appointments and his mom tells a story there that he was at one of these appointments and he was getting ready with the nurse to get the needle. And he told the nurse, it's okay. I'm a boxer. I can handle it. You know, so it gave him the confidence of like, I know I can do hard things and I can be uncomfortable and do it anyways. Um, we had an athlete who was quite nervous to do the showcase and before, like the day before, when we were going through all of our prep and everything for it, he he told everyone that he was very nervous, but he knew that he had practiced and he was going to do it anyways because he knew he could do it. So um, like seeing them gain the confidence and being able to bring that into other areas of their life is like a, a huge win for for us as a program. Wow. It's, it's amazing. You know, like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, we don't realize how much, you know, the things we learn in sport or the skills that we learn, or even the confidence that we gain, um, turns into other aspects of our life, you know? So like you were saying, he went to get a needle and he knew that he was going to be able to do it. So you, you realize that it, it impacts positively other aspects of your life um and it's and it's incredible to see you know like you were just mentioning uh your own athletes being able to do these things and it and you know improve for the better and that's it's it's amazing yeah it's it's incredible like the sense of even the the self-reflection that they have to kind of look at themselves and say i'm nervous for this, but I've also practiced for it and I know I have the skills to do it and I'm going to do it anyways is yeah, it's huge. Like when we're moving into things like applying for jobs and job interviews, and there's all sorts of things that you can pull these skills into that are going to be useful for them throughout their lives. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I feel like that's something that, you know, uh, 
about sports in general that isn't discussed enough is um, the life skills that you gain. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And um, I often say that everybody deserves to have those benefits. And, uh, and that's why our program exists and why other programs similar to us exist, because everyone deserves to get those benefits. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I'm, I'm super happy to hear, you know, that you're providing this to your community. It's, it's incredible what you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. We're, we're very happy to do it. <laughs> um, but last but not least, um, I know we discussed a lot, a, a lot about like the programs and the coaching and kind of, you know, what you guys are doing, but I would love to know your story, um, and what fueled your passion in boxing. Did you compete? Did you compete in the past? Did you? Yeah, I, I grew up playing as many different sports as I could get into and, Boxing was always interesting, but something that my parents would not have gone for, I'm sure, when I was growing up. And then I moved to Ottawa when I was 25, and I decided I would take it up. And uh, I did compete for a little bit. And at the time, I was kind of moving into coaching, and my background in like in my work and in my personal life had been with recreation and sport programming for people with disabilities. And the timing was just kind of right that it, it was there and this program could come into existence. And uh, yeah, just, it, it's been uh, supported by a lot of different people to get it to where it is. And I, like I said, I, I think everyone deserves to have the benefits that sport and being part of a, a team or a club can provide. And I have gotten those benefits. I still get those benefits. And if you want to do it and you want to make it happen for others, you have to do it, like I said at the beginning. So it's it's not just going to spring into existence. So uh, yeah, if you want to do it, you have to do it. And uh, I think that it has such value that uh, I, I hope that we can provide a little bit of that to as many people as possible. Oh, well, well, that's great. I love how, you know, how you found boxing at a moment in your life and you kind of intertwined, you know, what you were learning and what you were doing, I guess, outside of boxing and kind of combined them, which is incredible. Um, it's really amazing what you guys are doing and offering this, um, to everybody. Um, it's a great program. I love what you guys are doing and I'm going to keep an eye out. I'm going to look in the spring. I would love to see, you know, the event you guys are hosting in the spring, which will be super, super exciting. So I just, I want to thank you again, Chantal, for taking the time to join me on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast. It was a pleasure to speak to you and learn more about Boxing Without Barriers and yourself. Uh, but for those listening and wanting more information, where can they find more information? The best place to start would be our website, which is boxingwithoutbarriers.ca. Um, or you can just Google Boxing Without Barriers and you'll find us. Uh, from there, you can also find we're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube videos. Um, and you can see a little bit about what the program looks like. 
you can see some of our athletes in action and see some of our coaches and uh, yeah i encourage you to do so if if people are listening and they're unsure or hesitant uh, we're always inviting people out to come and observe or try a class uh, you can see some of the athletes talking about what they like about boxing and the benefits on our our social media pages and I, yeah it's it's just a good time and it's a lot of fun and i i hope we can continue to uh, bring boxing to more people oh well again thank you so much i really appreciate you coming on the show today thank you so much for having us